This episode is brought to you by State Farm. From your morning podcast to your fantasy team, we know you personalize your entire day. That's why State Farm helps you personalize your insurance with State Farm Personal Price Plan. It offers coverage options that help protect what you care about most at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices may vary by state. Options selected by customer availability and eligibility may vary. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash RingerNFL. Just go to Indeed.com slash RingerNFL right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, everybody? I'm JJ John Stramski. And I'm Jason Goff. And if you haven't heard, The Ringer has gone local. I'm bringing the fire. I'm bringing the rain from the Big Apple with my show, New York, New York. And I'm repping Chi-Town with my new show, The Full Go on All Things Chicago. We've got episodes three nights a week with all the reaction to the local teams and guests. Plus bonus episodes around all the big games and storylines. So whether you're uptown, downtown, in the burbs, or a transplant. Make sure you follow New York, New York, and The Full Go on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome on into to the Tuesday edition of the Ringer NFL Show with me, Jason Goff, Ryan Shazier, and James Jones. And fellas, we have a special guest to the pod. The Ringer's Kevin Clark from Slow News Day and the Ringer NFL Show on Sundays. Joining us to talk about that Monday night football game that we took in last night. Uh, I was busy watching the Bulls get stomped out by the Pacers, so I watched it this morning right before the show. And I felt like I just watched the Buccaneers stomp out the Giants. So, Kevin... Thank you for hanging out with us on uh, on this special edition of the Tuesday uh, Ringer NFL show. Tom Brady, was it 19 seasons, fellas? 19 seasons with 3,000 or more passing yards, uh, an all-time mark. The, every game he plays, he sets another record. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers got their their mojo together. Kevin, what did you notice in last night's game before we swing it around to the fellas? Yeah, I mean, on the Bucs side, I think Tom Brady dropped back 50 times last night. Like, he's 44 years old, and he dropped back 50 times. Like, this is not normal. And I kind of think, you know, we, we talk, we've we talked about it for, for over 20 years. But, I mean, this is – he's the most amazing – passer I've ever seen. He's the most amazing player I've ever seen. Um, I took away from that. I knew the Bucks were going to get right after a couple of weeks. I, I What I took away from it is the Giants are who we thought they were. They're, they're a disaster. Um, you know, Dan Orlovsky put up some mesh concepts up this morning where, I mean, there are high schools that run better mesh concepts than the Giants right now. Um, and for someone like Jason Garrett, who's the offensive coordinator, his whole thing, it's not schemes, it's not innovation. His whole thing is execution, and they don't have it right now. And, and from top to bottom with the Giants, right now I, I don't know what they're doing well I don't know what Daniel Jones is doing he had some just awful passes last night uh I mean this is I, I it's right now it looks like organizational failure with the Giants hey, hey Kevin I mean James agree on this one you can't come here and say uh Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback ever. Uh, <laughs> he broke the first rule. He, he came. He came in the door and broke hey, the first, first rule. First rule. He about Come to turn. On, he about to turn. A, he about to turn a forty-eight minute podcast into five hours, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, came, he, came, he came in the door, wiping his feet off on your rug, like, all right, there it is. Now, I, I, let me say this. I'm gonna say Tom Brady obviously is the greatest winner of all time. He's played yeah. longer than everybody. So he's gonna he's gonna break all the records, and and I respect him for that. You know, longevity is everything. And like you said, nineteen years with three thousand yards passing to me is it's kind of upsetting when it comes to the Giants because I actually feel like they have talent on their team, but they've been hurt yeah. this whole season. So I think that's one of the reasons they can't execute, like you were saying. But but end day, Tampa Bay is who we thought they was gonna be this year. Um, obviously, the NFL this year is just an average league, like. Uh, Jason said earlier last week, and I'm gonna I'm give him the credit for it. But <laughs> I, I think I think uh, Tampa Bay is gonna be in the running like they've been last year yeah. and this year. They have the same team back. Uh, I, I didn't. It was gonna be hard for me to see them digress like everybody said they were gonna digress. They're just they're a really good team. So and then the Giants were like you said they are who we thought they were. I, honestly, I just knew this game was gonna pan out exactly how it panned out. Yeah. I didn't I didn't expect anything to happen that didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, James, what'd you think of last night's contest? I mean, if we're keeping it a buck, 
Please do. <laughs> that, let me see. There's 32 teams in the National Football League. Say what you got to right. say. Daniel Jones is the worst quarterback in the National Football League. <laughs> and, and, worst? And, and the worst. Like, oh, and, now and we got to make a list. And to, be on, and to be honest with you, it might be a couple dudes that's sitting in the back, that's backups, that's, that's better than him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I, when I, watch, when I watch Colt McCoy go out mm. there and win a ball game and play at a high level with the Arizona Cardinals, when I watch – I don't even know my man's name. I'm drawing a blank on my man's name from Baltimore. Tyler Huntley. Though, Trust me, I will Tyler never Huntley. forget yes. that name. Yes, even though, <laughs> even though he beat your Bears. But when I watch him go in there and I see signs of and glimpse of, like, good player, great player, like these, these dudes could be good players. Like, when I watch Daniel Jones, and, and I understand. I, I, I watch the film. I watch the TV copy. And I know a lot of the concepts is not on the point. I, I know that some plays he drops back, dudes are not open. I, I understand that. Every quarterback deals with that. But the decisions that Daniel Jones makes on this football field gives you third-string quarterback in the National Football League. And you're not going to win with that. Like you said it, Ryan, this, this, I don't, the defense – might not have some star power on, on the defense. But on the offense, you got Evan Ingram. You got Saquon Barkley back there. We know he wasn't 100%. You got – There's Tony. You got Tony. You got Galladay. Galladay. Yep. You, you have guys that can win. And sometimes, like, I understand scheme, but you got guys that can win strictly one-on-one matchups. Yep. You know what I mean? And when you have guys that can win one-on-one matchups and you can't move the football, it's on the quarterback. We're watching quarterbacks out here in the National Football League move the ball with less. Mm-hmm. You, like, like straight up. And some of them throws Daniel Jones. Like, come on, man. He threw, it straight, to the, he threw it straight to the D lineman. Number one, <laughs> number one, you fading away like Michael Jordan. <laughs> you throwing the ball back. And you throw it straight to a D lineman. Like, it ain't even nobody else over there. Saquon is running a wheel route. He's 30, 40 yards down the field. You throwing it five yards to the lineman. Like, so for me, if you fade in the way, like, I, I really want to talk to Daniel Jones. What was you thinking right there? Because if you saying I was throwing the ball away, then why you ain't throwing it out of bounds? You fading away, throwing the ball back across your body. It's just over the course of his career, it's been so many plays to where we all, all four of us on this pod right now could sit here and scratch our head and say, what in the world is Daniel Jones doing? So if the Giants, I know I'm talking forever, but if the no, Giants want to have some success, they need a quarterback. And it, whether, it's going, whether it's going to get a veteran, whether it's drafting somebody next, but they need a quarterback. Daniel Jones is not the answer, and he shows it week after week. He better than Mike Glennon. Well, yeah, but – you better than Mike Glennon. Mike Glennon could do that. <laughs> the Giants, the Giants had Colt McCoy last year, and they moved on from him. And you know, you look at the if you just go by passer rating, which is just a snapshot of it. The only guys who are worse than Daniel Jones right now are rookies or Sam Darnold, who's in a different conversation. Has already lost his job, and 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 they already moved on from him. Sam Candidate for ten ten million dollars. So it's guys like Trevor Lawrence, guys like Davis Mills, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson. That's the company that Daniel Jones is in statistically this year. He's not getting better at all. None. And you talk and, and say it again, rookies. Yep. This yeah. boy in this this boy in this third, fourth season. Yep. And he he ain't playing better than rookies. And like I said, he has talent <laughs> around him. So James, Ryan, Kevin, I, I don't blame this on Daniel Jones, because guess what? Daniel Jones ain't draft Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones yep. shouldn't have been a first round pick. And all that we did in that draft process was elevate Daniel Jones and like, hey, he might better be better. It was a Dwayne Haskins draft, right? Yeah, yeah Dwayne yeah, Haskins. Oh, look, look Dwayne, Dwayne, Dwayne Haskins did all that. And, and Big Ten Offensive Player of the Year at Ohio State. But look at Daniel Jones. He played at Duke with nothing around him. Guess what? He was part of the nothing around him too. <laughs> you know? It, 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 you should have – Giants, Giants fans should have found out that Daniel Jones couldn't play by word of mouth. And you know what that word of mouth is? 
is in practice. This rookie that got drafted in the second or third round ain't looking good, but instead it's a first round player who has to play. So now we ain't sitting here. What is it? What's the day's day? November 23rd, 2021, talking about Colt McCoy and Tyler Huntley could have done a better job at quarterback than a first round pick. 100%. This is Dave Gettleman. This is Dave 100%. Gettleman, Steve Tish, and John Maris fault. This is a Daniel. It's like asking a shortstop to play running back. It's a different sport, right? Daniel Jones played in the ACC for one of the worst teams in that conference and got drafted in the first round to go play with the big boys and hasn't shown anything yet. I don't blame him. He didn't draft himself. That's, it's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. I blame him when I when I see some of them throws. I blame him because second, third, second, <laughs> he probably, third, bruh. He second, probably shouldn't be in that fourth, situation, James. Second, third, fourth, fifth round don't matter. If you a quarterback, you only throwing like that. I coach Pop good. Warner. I coach Pop Warner ten you right now, and my quarterback would never make a decision like that. <laughs> hey, guess what? Guess what though? Guess what? Let me tell you something, James. This is the equivalent of of a kid's mom walking them up to the sign in sheet or the registration form, and you just looking at them, going like, "Hey, I'm not gonna let you make that mistake." You know, go go ahead, go ahead and get that eighty number, and go ahead and put your hand in the dirt and play a little. I'm tight sure. End. I'm sure Jason Garrett is listening to this right now. Like, man, I'm wondering what the hell he doing too, because that. <laughs> hey, boy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's real out here. I have a question for y'all. I have a question for y'all. Do y'all yeah. feel like I understand we in a new generation, but do y'all feel like we need to start like allowing people to to you know learn? Or like we rush everybody nowadays. You know what I'm saying? Like, like do, that, do you, that, that means right. That means right. That, that coach is gonna get longer leashes. That's the only reason these dudes get thrown in the fire like this. I remember when I was a kid, and I sound like an old head, but yeah, I am, I guess. Coaches and, and and front offices, Kevin, you could probably speak to this a little bit, but Coach and James and Ryan, coaches and front offices used to get five years. And yeah, now, like they, now you get one. Now you get one. It, it went from five yeah. to three to now one. So all that sitting down and chilling and waiting, when you draft that rookie quarterback, that means you're getting a new leash on life. But you got to put him in immediately, and that's what's happening now. You're getting a lot of guys who just aren't ready or just can't play. And you would have found out maybe if they had had practice reps instead of being thrown in as a starter. I, I've actually talked to Dave Gettleman about this because his theory on this is that – so it used to be that at the end of the year two, you would know what you had with any player, quarterback, wide receiver, offensive tackle whatever with the new collective bargaining agreement in 2011 no no more two a days in training camp you can barely hit during the season in practice um it maybe takes longer but we're giving a shorter leash than ever uh james you're shaking your head you, you I mean, i'm not saying with daniel jones i think we know what we have i'm just saying from a patient standpoint we're throwing these guys in immediately with less practice time and this is a quarterback wide thing again i think Daniel jones is bad they should move on from him but i also think that from just the quarterback position we're throwing these guys in earlier and giving them less to work with from a uh, preparation standpoint and all that stuff and that's why i think some quarterbacks not all quarterbacks but some quarterbacks will, f will fail early and then have maybe later career renaissances i don't put daniel Jones in that category I do think you know you, Jason you talked a little bit about Gettleman there the decisions were baffling like to take Daniel Jones at six in a draft where they had the 17th pick they could have waited they could have drafted a guy like Brian Burns they could have drafted a guy like Rashawn Gary this is on Gettleman um, but I do think that there, there are problems with the quarterback position in general with how we treat young guys but D Daniel Jones is not one of them and and they probably sh I mean shout out to Saquon terrific player outstanding player but when you draft a running back that high as well you're telling everybody that you're going to get your quarterback at some point it, you only get so many swings at getting your quarterback and you know uh, it's just the the team and let's face it too the offensive line is not good at all. Like the, the offensive line is not good. So it's the same situation that I'm watching here in Chicago. The offensive line isn't good, and you're trying to figure out what you can evaluate from the times that Justin Fields isn't running for his life or his ribs aren't contused. Like, <clears throat> this is, this is a, a, a bad formula uh, with the New York Giants. James, the Buccaneers. Um, in this league, we're, we're sitting here trying to figure out who the best team is and what's going on. To, you know, I'm hearing now that the Eagles are a dark horse. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I should be scared of the Eagles or the, 49, the 49ers are the team that nobody wants to play. I think when the dust clears, Kansas City, you know, uh, Tampa Bay, all the teams that we thought might be there will be there. But how, how dangerous do you think this Buccaneers team is and where do you see any flaws uh, if, if any showed up on Monday Night Football? I mean, I think this Buccaneers team, in my humble opinion, is is first round exit in the mm. playoffs. 
I don't I don't think anybody fears the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now. And the reason being said is because we watched them against the Giants last night. Okay, they had a good out and still turned the ball over. You know what I mean? Tampa, I mean, the Giants team ain't got no pass rush. They ain't got no dudes out there that can cover. I mean, this defense is really garbage. You know what I'm saying? Like, like straight up, this this defense don't got a lot of playmakers on the defense. I mean, if I ask Ryan right now, you know, to name a guy in the secondary, he probably couldn't. If I ask him <laughs> to name a guy in the linebackers crew, he probably couldn't. You know, so it's not a lot of big-time playmakers on this defense. But when I watch the Buccaneers and I see how you get routed by the by the Washington football team, um, they who they lose to before Washington football team? They lost to somebody before. The Saints. Oh, yeah. I see you lose yeah. to, a, to a Saints team with Trevor Simeon. Um, no, I'm not scared. And the reason why I'm not scared is because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can't cover nobody. Mm. They have no guys in the back end that can cover. You know, they do a decent job of getting pressure on the quarterback. But when they don't get pressure on the quarterback or they play a good quarterback, this team, this team struggles. So, I think Tampa Bay going to be a first-round exit this year. I think that'll be another milestone for Tom. I don't know when if Tom ever been a first-round exit. Um, I'm not sure if he has in 19 years. It might only been one time, but I'm not. I'm not scared of this Tampa Bay team. Not not, not at all. KC. Wow. Um. You know, I agree. In as much as the, like, who have they beaten? Let's go college football playoff committee here, right? Oh, like, don't worry. We do that on this what, pod every what? Tuesday. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> every Tuesday we talk about the schedule. They lost. They lost. They lost to the Rams. Um, they beat the Cowboys in Week One when they were a different team. Uh, they, as you, you said, James, they lost to the football team and the Saints. And, and their last three wins are against, or four wins are against a really bad Dolphins team, the Eagles, the Bears by thirty-five points, and then the Giants. So I just haven't seen a win where I'm like, okay, they're putting it all together in the last six weeks or so. So I'm in agreement. You know, I, the, the cornerback thing to me. I mean, like this is something that. That you know reminds me of something that someone was talking about the Chiefs, right? Where they were watching the Chiefs front office and the coaching staff were watching that Super Bowl uh, last year, and they just said, "Oh, there was a, a breaking point." And they said, "Oh my God, we've run out of offensive linemen, right? Like we 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 didn't know when the breaking point was, but we're past it." And to me, with the Bucks, you start looking at all the DBs and the injuries they had on the defensive side, and you say, "Okay, they can get away with this, they can get away with this, and get away with this." And then they just had one injury too many. I don't think it's it, it, they're going to be the dominant defensive force they were in the Super Bowl last year, um, and so. I think that they, they're too injured. Um, they, they, there's too much depth in the NFC. There's too many really good teams. I agree with James. I wouldn't be surprised if they went out in the first round only because of the depth of the NFC. Um, and they're just not the team they were last year. Smart man. <laughs> yes, because you, you agree with James Jones. That, that, that's why you're a smart man. All right, Casey, Casey, before we spring you, man, slow news day. Uh, the Ringer NFL show on Sundays. Tell the people what they can uh, tune into when they hear your voice, my man. Yeah, so um, – this Sunday, we'll have myself, Nora Princiati, Ben Solak, recap all the games. It's really fun. We, uh, we go through, I don't know, 10, 10 games a weekend. Um, it's tough, but it, it, it's really fun. And then uh, Slow News Day will be next week. We usually have a former NFL player, media member, something like that. We just chop it up, read the newspaper, go through the news. It's really fun. So, um, yeah, c- catch me there. And I, I really enjoy, enjoyed uh, catching up with you guys. Nah, man, I appreciate you. Hey, I, I'm happy that you jumped on here. So <laughs> now the boys got somebody else they can shoot shots at. You know, uh, <laughs> you know going forward hey, and, and that's why that's why i agree with james so when i when i log off here he won't just yeah that's what i'm saying man hey you welcome back anytime brother <laughs> yeah you welcome back <laughs> yeah don't worry especially since we're gonna bury you as soon as you leave the zoom meeting. absolutely it's all good. <laughs> absolutely Ke- appreciate you bro thank you so much for hanging right, out with you, us kevin. Kevin. thanks guys kevin clark the ringers kevin clark from the slow news day and of course the ringer nfl show on sundays This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Ringer NFL. Just go to Indeed.com slash Ringer NFL right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Crown Royal. This NBA season, Crown Royal is celebrating the loyal fans that show up for every tip-off and also celebrating the people who drink Crown Royal 
during games. I know I like to have some around whenever I'm taking in a basketball game, an NBA game. Always good to have around. And Crown Royal believes if you live generously, life will treat you royally. Visit crownroyal.com to get ready for tip-off. Please drink responsibly. Moving forward in, uh, in, in what we have to talk about here. So we got to talk about some, some deals, right? We're going to get to the week that was in the NFL, but Taysom Hill, Cortland Sutton. Two young men got broke off in the NFL in, in the past few days. Cortland Sutton, James, uh, we'll start with you. Uh, SMU uh, product, you know, terrific college career, came to Denver, and obviously the quarterback situation hasn't been stable. Uh, how good a wide receiver is Cortland Sutton? I love him. I love him. Cortland, Cortland Sutton is a dog, man. Cortland Sutton, a big boy. He could do it all. He could run. He could run routes. I mean, obviously, he out there with Teddy Bridgewater right now. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater, I ain't going to say he Daniel Jones, but ooh, he ain't too far away. <laughs> you know, Ryan can't say nothing. That's a, that's a Florida boy. You know, no, no, no. Just, I, I ain't saying I'm just saying it's just funny, and I, man. and I love Teddy, but we all know Teddy don't throw the ball down the field is what I'm saying. So nah, we all know Teddy yeah. don't take chances. But this is a must signing right here by the Denver Broncos. He a key piece to that offense. You know what I mean? Keep the young guys around. I, obviously, they got him and Jerry Judy. You know, Noah fan at the tight end. They got a really good little trio over there. But Cortland Sutton is that guy, though. Court, yeah. Corlin Sutton is that guy. If you watch him, I know the Broncos ain't on TV a lot, but if you you watch Corlin Sutton, he he every bit and and got the potential to be a top ten receiver in the league. So I love them getting him locked in and paying him because if they let him hit free agency, he was up out of there. Yeah, they they used to number ones in Denver, like guys like Demarius Thomas and dudes like that, going back to the yesteryear Rod Smith and Ed McCaffrey. So uh, seems like he is trending in that number one direction. Ryan Shazier, Taysom Hill. <laughs> I, I I let I, I gave James the easy the easy uh discussion. Taysom Hill. What what do what do players in the NFL? Because uh, y'all I know y'all don't count each other's money, and I know y'all y'all are happy when guys get deals because you know high tide raises all. Sometimes ships. you don't count other people's money. Sometimes, <laughs> especially well, only if they they play in the same position as you and the contract is up, right? Like that's, nah, that's when you, that's nah, when you start counting money. No, nah, you start you start counting money when you start questioning this stuff. That's when you start counting money. Proceed, lie. my friend. No, nah, to me, to me, Taysom Hill is a good quarterback. He's he's a not quarterback. He's a good, uh, exactly. you know, utility player. He's a Swiss Army knife, right? So I'm it's looking an at expensive his ass Swiss Army knife, boy. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm, I'm, so I'm looking at his stats right now, right? I'm looking at his stats right now. Since 2017, this man has 1,300 yards, all purpose, like all five years together. Like he has what? Bro, 1,300 yards combined. Combined. All his yards. Like, all of them. <laughs> like, every bro, one of them, Ryan? Every single one of them. <laughs> hey, so I'm trying to figure out, bro. Like, this is when I question somebody else's contract. Because this not, now it's starting not to make sense to me. Like, how is this guy constantly making money? Like, <laughs> Hey, that's that's gonna be the hater interlude of the year right there. We can just take that drop. How is this guy constantly making money? No, 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 no. I'm happy he's making no, money. No, I know, but, I know. But I'm the thing is to you. me, to me, it's just like it's crazy because it's a lot of guys out here grinding every single day, getting thirteen hundred yards in a season, and they might not even play next year. And this man right now has hundred and fifty yards on this season. He just signed a $40 million deal. And they say, hey, if he play quarterback, he make a $90 million. It's a lot of quarterbacks that's starting now, and they're not getting that type of contract. Yeah, And, and to me, it's just like, I don't know. He must got a great relationship with the ownership or, or with the staff because, like, guys aren't getting this type of luxury, man. He just signed a contract two years ago. And then now he getting another big contract. It was just to me, it, it sounded like it's what did he si- to- what did he sign two years ago? Oh, it's a two years ago. Deal. Hold on, I'll detail this deal. So this is from Adam Schefter said Taysom Hill signed a unique four year hybrid type of contract extension that could be worth anywhere between forty and ninety five million dollars, depending on the position he plays, and includes twenty two and a half million guaranteed. Uh, and and I'll I'll get up the 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 previous contract he signed. Uh, but as as Ryan said, this season he's completed seven of eight passes for 56 yards and an interception. He's rushed 20 times for 104 yards and three touchdowns. He's got four catches for 52 yards. 
uh, of his 147 offensive snaps this year, 30 have come at quarterback, 13 at running back, 33 at tight end, 38 at slot, and 30 more out wide. He's also appeared on the punt and uh, coverage and return teams. Uh, it, it goes on to say this deal is, is procedural. It's possible that Hill was extended to avoid his current contract from voiding in 2022. So they're just trying to keep him on the team. Last spring, he signed what was deemed a four-year deal potentially worth $140 million. In reality, the final three years of that extension were voidable years. So the nuts and bolts of the previous extension include a $9.7 million signing bonus and a one four four guaranteed roster bonus. So they're doing – they 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 out here working Bitcoin with, with with contracts like all right well the number is this and we'll keep having voidable years so we can extend you another year and play around with the salary cap seems like they're doing you know some some fast economics with the salary cap but uh, when you sit back and look at it the Saints didn't want to take and this is from Sport Track Saints didn't want to take an automatic eight point nine million dollar dead cap hit when Hill's current contract automatically voided. So they extended him to essentially two more years of his current pay to keep the active and dead cap spread out while keeping a valuable player. So they try to play with the they try to play with the the, the salary cap pretty much. I wish they did that to me when I played. <laughs> you know, um, when I look at situations like this, Ryan, you said how many total yards he got in five years? Thirteen hundred. Thirteen hundred. <laughs> he got thirteen hundred all-purpose yards in five years, including passing, including passing. Including throwing the ball. <laughs> Thirteen hundred total yards, including passing. That can't be true. Don't don't forget true. the special teams you element. Can't, you cannot you cannot include passing yards and receiving yards and say he only got thirteen hundred yards total. I don't know why y'all leaving out the special teams element. That can't be true. That cannot that cannot be true. No, 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 my fault, my fault. Ugh. My fault, my fault, my fault. Boy. Twenty two hundred. Twenty-two. Yeah, he's got nine hundred with the passing. There you go. Okay. You go. Okay. Okay. That that's that still don't that still don't make it better. That's you got Tom Brady better. ten games worth of of offense. I mean, I look at Najee. Najee got a thousand total yards in ten <laughs> games. Um, but you know, when I sit back, it's it's really not too much to say about this. There you, you go. Know, when I when I sit back and I and I and I look at you know the money. I'm just happy for the man. Yes, I always, I all, I, it just, and I'm sure all of our moms have told us this, son. If it's for you, <laughs> it'll be it's for you. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's it, man. So when you, certain people, when you look at situations like this, we all like, man, there's people out here that got 1,700 yards receiving in one season, and they, they, they got to hold out because their team ain't trying to pay them. And you hear about dudes like this, you know, <laughs> 2,200 total yards in five years, you know, and he throwing the ball too, and he getting 100 million and 90 million, you know. So really, to be honest with you, when you when you just hear stuff like that, if it's for you, it's for you, man. You know what I'm saying? We we all sit here and we're in agreement that Taysom Hill is not a bad player. He's a heck of a football player. Nah, he's yeah, the he's the ultimate football player. But but yes. But he's not worth all that money, especially when you look around the league and see what everybody else is doing, and they ain't even they ain't even sniffing that. What what Cortland Sutton signed for? Forty five or something like that, right? No, I want to say he got was it sixty or something, sixty or something. But still, it ain't it ain't Taysom Hill money. Well, at least he probably making more than Taysom Hill money because Taysom Hill right. money probably got a lot of ins and outs of it. Right. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, for a player like that to even sniff that. 22 and a half, 22 and a half guaranteed. It's, it's crazy for, you know, looking at his stats and all that. But, you know, that's just me on the outside looking in. He a leader. Obviously, he a leader. Obviously, that's they worth feel he's more valuable to the team. He rallies the team. He gets them, he gets them pumped up in the, in the locker room and in the huddle, and he get 22 and a half mil for that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> heading into the Thanksgiving break, you know, I've always heard – that you, you find out what teams are in December because that should be the final form before the playoff push. So I have this question for you fellas. You guys have played NFL football. You've been on some really, really good teams. You've, been, you've played against teams that weren't quite up to snuff and you knew it standing across the sidelines from them. In this NFL that Ryan mentioned in the, the opening segment about how I, this has been a pretty average year to me in terms of trying to figure out who is who and what is what, who – are we most sure about right now headed into the month of December in, in, in this league? Because 
you know, the Kansas City Chiefs do what they do to the Cowboys. Uh, you know, the the Bengals are rolling along. That it's kind of like one of those things. If if a team had a different brand name, you you you'd think differently about them, right? Like if the if the Bengals were doing this and they had Packers uniforms on, we'd be talking about, hey, maybe the Bengals the second and third, fourth best team in the league, something like that. But it, who are you most sure about, guys? Ryan, we'll we'll start with you because. Uh, you know, we've talked about the Bills. We talked about the Chiefs. We talked about the Bucks. You know, the Cardinals are sitting there. You know, they throw Colt McCoy out there, and they they still get a dub. Uh, your Steelers. You know, we've talked a lot about the Steelers and the Packers. What team right now can you say this is what I know, and this is what I believe, and this is what will be fulfilled when the playoffs start? Because I don't know who that team is right now. The only the only thing I know right now in this moment is that I don't know. The only yeah. thing. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest. The only thing I can say with a guarantee is that I feel that the Cardinals will make the playoffs. That's the only thing I can say. Yeah, yeah. But, other than, but other than that, you just don't know what's going to happen in this league because last week James said the Green Bay Packers are the best team in the league. They lost. They are. They lost. All right. It didn't seem like it last week. Yeah. Then then everybody's talking about the Bills. I was even – I, I even uh, – had a drink with somebody who family is part owner of the Bills, and I told them last week, I'm like, I'm going to be honest, y'all team is not as good as everybody think they are. Then they get blown out, you know, and then Tennessee get beat by Houston, Man. which I thought was the you know the best team at, at, in the AFC for the time. So, honestly, you just – you really don't know. Like, I, I, I can't really pinpoint who I feel is the best team in the NFL right now. Like, I would have to go with the Cardinals because they're the ones who consistently win in. They got their backup quarterback in right now. They took a bad loss when they had to play with them the first game, but then now they're figuring stuff out. I would, I would have to say the Cardinals are the best team in the NFL right now. So, But every time we say that, they somebody lose, you know. So, I just – honestly, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> I know. I know. You probably say the Packers, bro. It's not the Packers. The best team, the best team in the National Football League is the Green Bay Packers. And no, 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 for real. For real. Like, and the reason why I say that is because number one, right, the Green Bay Packers, they have not took an ale like some of these teams have taken ales. You know, they ain't got blown out. They like every game they, they've been in has, has has been a close game. They're about to get healthy. You get Zadarius Smith back. You getting uh, my man Jair Alexander back. That's huge. And you already and you already have a top three defense. We all know Ryan. You know I I was I was on TV last week and saying I'm scared of this Vikings game. I picked the Packers, but I'm scared. Not only are the Vikings a good football team, they lost a lot of close games, but it's a division game. Zimmer no Rodgers. Rodgers no Zimmer, like these these games could come down to the wire. You know what I mean? It ain't too many times that y'all blew the Baltimore Ravens out, whether the Ravens were sorry that yeah, year true. or whether y'all was good because it's a division game. They they tough to win. You know what I mean? It's just a different type of energy and all that that you bring. But when you just talk about the quality of play, the Green Bay Packers, when you talk about the quality of play, it's been the Green Bay Packers and the Tennessee Titans. But when you lose to a Texans team, who probably would struggle beating a Giants team? It's tough to say that they. It was the ugly top out there team. too, though. So, yeah, but but for me, for me, it's the Green Bay Packers because you have Aaron Rodgers. You're gonna score points. I mean, you even watched that Vikings game. They took the they took the interception away from the Packers. That's a pick, man. All the way down to the ground. That's an interception. Packers ball about to go win the dang game. You know what I'm saying? But either way, all right. Vikings, Vikings pull it out. But when you just talk about the most consistent, it was the Tennessee Titans and the Green Bay Packers. And after this week, Tennessee losing to the Texans and getting beat up, Ryan Tannehill throwing four interceptions. Like, you're not going to get that from Aaron. You know what I'm saying? Packers may lose, but Aaron ain't finna go out there and throw four interceptions. I Did promise you that. he throw three in the first game? He probably ain't threw four interceptions his whole career in a game. How many he threw in the first game? I don't know. Two. Two. It was two. Uh, uh, yeah, but he probably ain't threw four interceptions his whole life in his in his NFL career. I mean, that'd be a stat for somebody mm-hmm. to look up. But just just beyond me being a Packer, the most consistent team in the National Football League right now is the Green Bay Packers. In my in my humble opinion, you know I, what I'm saying. I see how y'all jumped off that Rams train real smooth, huh? No, and and that's another team like. I, I just just like I said, the Chiefs was done. The Chiefs was making the Chiefs just fighting their way back. 
ask me again, I still say the Chiefs is done. I, I feel I still feel like they they done, even though they on this little three game winning streak. But the Rams is scary because as Ryan knows, once Von Miller and Aaron Donald start playing together and start getting this defense right and the defensive coordinator starts to put people in the right place. The Rams is going to be problems, man. And to be honest with you, the only reason why they have lost these last couple weeks is just because strictly how bad Matthew Stafford has played. We're not going to say Matthew Stafford is going to keep playing this bad. You know what I mean? Matthew Stafford is a good quarterback. So we got to believe that he's going to bounce back and, and start looking like he was looking early in the season. You know what I mean? So I'm still scared of this Rams team. But as right now, as we sit on this pod on Tuesday, the most consistent team in the National Football League is the Packers. Mm. Mm. All right. So – well, no, the Bills still. You still feel the way you feel about the Bills. Buffalo lost to Jacksonville. They just got beat up by the Colts. They going down to the wire with the Dolphins. Remember, we talked about this. I don't know if it was last few weeks week, ago. Ryan. They cannot run the football. Yeah. You're not gonna go far in the AFC playoffs if you cannot run the football. I don't care how good Josh Allen is. I've been with Aaron Rodgers when we had no run game and we was getting beat up. You know what I'm saying? And Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest throwers of the football, but we couldn't run it. All the defense did was sit and cover two. The corners would jam us at the line of scrimmage, make it hard because they ain't got no responsibility against Shook or whatever. I'm just staying in the flat anyway, so I'm going to make it. And they was, they was disrupting the time. It's hard. When you watch the Buffalo Bills, teams is sitting in cover two, saying, go ahead, Josh Allen, throw it. We finna jam these boys at the line of scrimmage. Y'all can't run the football, and they making it hard on them. So the Patriots going to win that division, fellas? I think so. Yeah, I think the Patriots might win the division. The, pa- the Patriots is just playing the right football at the right time. I mean, I, I think Buffalo and the Patriots will split when they, when they play each other. I think they'll, they'll split their last – they'll split their little series. But, like, I just don't like what I see from Buffalo. Well, man. you play good and, defense. And the Patriots – yeah, the Patriots playing good defense and they running the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Mac Jones is doing everything. It's as if they got a remote control, like little car. And they, all right, th- throw here, throw there. Mac Jones ain't turning the ball over. Yep, he ain't turning the ball he's over. Playing, he's playing with a confidence and a poise that uh, that rookies usually don't roll with. And he sounded like he sounded like a Patriot in them press conferences, boy. Them, yeah, Buffalo in trouble. Yeah, Buffalo is in trouble. Speaking of teams uh, that are – on the outside looking in or trying to fight for that last spot, James, you brought this up in the pre-production about the, the, the wild card teams, the teams that are in the hunt. I, I, I love this time of the year because you, see, you get to see the division leaders graph and then you get to see the wild card and then you get to see the in the hunt. And usually, as a Bears fan, my team was in that in the hunt you know, not, not, <laughs> column. Not no, no, not no more. Not no more. <laughs> but I'm talking about like when they first put it up, when a team is like four and six, and it's like this team could do this if they do this, this, and this. There's a few of those teams out there. Uh, the Colts are one of those teams. We talked about the Bengals, Ryan Steelers, uh, the Chargers and Justin Herbert, the Bills, right, and, and the Eagles and the 49ers. Uh, the Rams, we mentioned, it seemed like a team that's going to be in the mix to make that playoff run. Uh, the Vikings, James just talked about. I don't know how anybody's feeling about the Saints or the Panthers after Cam's uh, you know, first, first start against the Washington football team. He, he played okay, right? He had a couple of touchdowns. But which one of these teams are you guys looking at like, okay, this is the team that might separate itself, slide in there and make some noise, either from the AFC or the NFC? I'm not going to say the Steelers because everybody expects me to say the Steelers. No, nah, if you feel no. it, though, that's what it is. No, nah, no, so the thing is, with the Steelers, when we have everybody back, I feel like that game would not have been as high scoring as it was. Like with TJ, Joe, you know, 100%. you know, yeah. like Minka, Minka, like, Minka, yeah, wow. we, we yeah. lost, like we we was out there playing with our hand behind our back, you know. Then we almost win the game and leaving people wide open, you know. So, but uh, I'm not gonna say the Steelers because the Steelers to me is. Just, I'm turning into a fan, and it's it, and it's starting to give me a heart attack. So I see what my dad talking about. Mm. All right, now, but but uh, I'm gonna be honest. I think the Colts gonna make a serious run this year because I, the reason I say that is because man, they're playing some really good defense, and the biggest thing for them is they have the weapons on offense, and this man Jonathan Taylor is playing out of his mind. But as long as Carson controls the ball, they can win. If Carson makes bad decisions. They're gonna lose. So as long as Carson. So which one you banking on? I'm banking on them handing the ball off to Jonathan Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, he's he's a problem, man. He's he's amazing. He's amazing. He's a problem, man. And uh, it's 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 exciting to see him because, you know, 
we always have like young running backs that come in and be like, oh man, this guy's the truth. Like, I remember uh, we were saying that about uh, Josh J- Jacobs. Like he's the truth, mm-hmm. and he is the truth, you know. But and then like, but I really feel like Jonathan Taylor just jumped over all these guys. Like yep. I really feel like he's better than you know Joe Mixon, Josh Josh Jacobs, all those guys. Because to me, Joe Mixon he could do it all. But I th- the one thing I like about Jonathan Taylor is. He Get has up and that, go, boy. He has that true combination of speed and power. It's like yeah. he's stiff arm you, and then I'm out of here. Like, yeah. I'm out. He has like the, the two or three fastest times in the NFL this season. You know, it's like he gets the ball and he's gone. And it's, to me, I think that's that's the biggest difference between him, Josh Jacobs, Joe Mixon. You know, Alvin Kamara would get off, off on guys and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I feel like with him, if he has any separation, you're not catching him. James, as impressive a dude as I have, I'm going to be honest with y'all, ever interviewed. Uh, Big Ten Media Days a couple of years ago, Wisconsin Badgers came into the room and he sat down. And, you know, this is a dude who got into a couple of Ivy League schools and chose Wisconsin cause, so, he could, so he could ball. And this is a dude who's on a track team. I mean, you know, always like super respectful. And you could tell it's just not in the interview setting, right? Like that's just how he rolls. So to see him be successful, it's, it's certain dudes you're like, yo, I'm, I'm happy that that guy is that good because he seems like a decent dude on top of it. And you score five touchdowns, man. Like you, <laughs> you, you on some Ricky Waters stuff, right? Some Gail Sayers stuff. So they, they, like you said, right, they got to, they got to hand that thing off and play good defense and hope Carson Wentz doesn't, uh, you know, throw it away for them, but he is he is going to be one of the future stars if he stays healthy because he's got that kind of magnetic personality and he's, he seems just like a good dude and he's fast as hell. Like they got themselves they, they got themselves a real player in Indianapolis, James. He remind me of Saquon. Yeah, I mm. mean he take he take mm. he take it he taking over the league right now. I mean he 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 ain't as shifty as Saquon when Saquon healthy. But when you like you said, Ryan, when you talk about speed and power, and I think the main thing too that a lot of people ain't seeing is how well he can catch the ball at the backfield. When it ain't like no just screen passes, this boy catching wheel routes and go balls and all that. Like he making plays. Like he's he's a complete back. And I love that Colts pick, man, because that Colts that Colts team. To be honest with you, when you watch the Colts this season, they probably had the hard over these first Worst 10 luck. weeks they probably had the hardest schedule though like you opened up with the Rams then you played uh, shoot it, they would they might be the one few team that played everybody that really has a winning record in the National Football League and you just dominate the Bills they lost a close one to the Tennessee Titans but that Colts team is scary I don't know if it's anybody who wants to play the Colts team right now but my pick and not just because they beat the Packers is the Vikings like, the Vikings is a scary, good football team. You know what I mean? You go on the road, yo, Dalvin Cook fumbles on the 10-yard line. You know what I'm saying? Because you about to kick a game-winning field goal against the Bengals. You lose that game. Then you go to Baltimore. You lose in overtime against a Lamar Jackson Baltimore team in Baltimore. You know what I'm saying? They've lost, they've lost three games by three points. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, this this is a really good football team. They have Dalvin Cook, who's up there with the top backs in the league. They can make plays. Justin Jefferson is letting the world know that I'm that dude. Last year wasn't no fluke. I'm one of the best receivers in the National Football League. Obviously, you have Adam Thielen over there. You got Zimmer calling the demon. But I think the Vikings is scary, man. I don't think it's too many people who want to line up and play the Minnesota Vikings right now. I think the Vikings in the playoffs, I don't care who they play, the number one seed, two seed, three seed, I think whoever plays the Vikings could be in trouble, man. The Vikings got a lot of playmakers on the defensive side of the ball. They got a lot of playmakers on the offensive side of the ball. It's just about them really not killing themselves. It's about the quarterback. Like anytime, anytime I take a look at teams, but Kirk Cousins is playing lights he, out. He right is now. JJ, but you know, you, uh, we seen it. We <laughs> seen nobody, we seen, nobody we, trust that guy. Nobody yeah, we we guy. we didn't seen thirty touchdown, twelve interception seasons from him, and then he go in the play. Like Kirk Cousins to me is a dude. The quintessential, if everything. Well, just like Ryan, just like Ryan said, we're not to cut you off, but just like Ryan said, because you you piggybacked on Ryan and you said, well, Ryan, who you trusted? You trusted Carson Wentz or you trusted Giant? He immediately said Jonathan Taylor. So you think you think that you think that this offensive coordinator up there and Zimmer is trusted 
Dalvin Cook or he trusted Kirk. Man, we handing this thing off. Jay, you you done been in games before too, James, where you know sometimes the game dictate that you can't just hand that thing 100%. off, right? You, you, you muff a snap on, on – on, I'm sorry, yeah. you muff a punt or you turn the ball over. If Kirk Cousins is down by 12, 15 points and he on the road – I don't know if I can hand him the ball and be sure that, that this – He got goons, though, man. I know he, he does. Got goons, Is he man. one? But I'm just saying, this season, because we can't go off of last season, this season, whenever Kirk Cousins' back has been against the wall, don't trust that he, has brought, he has all. brought his team back. Don't trust that guy. He has brought his team back, I'm going to like, bet them with your with money, you, James. <laughs> to be honest with you, this is, this is really the first year that they've lost close games, and it's everybody else's fault but Kirk Cousins. I feel you. Like straight up. I feel you. All right, speaking hey. of that, speaking of everybody, go ahead, go ahead, right before you wrap up. No, no, I'm about to say, I'm gonna say, like, these two teams that we're talking about, both of them been in the same situations. Like, I'm looking back at the coach schedule. They only have one loss that's about double digits, and it was like the first week of the season. Every, that's what I'm every, saying. Every other week has been one score game. Tight ball game. Yeah. And every team they were supposed to beat, they beat. Like they they didn't yep. if it was like But even look look at their schedule who they played. They first three. They first three weeks. What was it? The Rams, it's Seahawks, Rams, yeah, Titans, Russell, healthy yeah. Titans. Like that's three good football teams, man. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, Seattle's struggling because Russ was where Russ hurt, still trying to get in the groove. But the beginning of the season, Russ was cooking. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. From your morning podcast to your fantasy team, we know you personalize your entire day. That's why State Farm helps you personalize your insurance with State Farm Personal Price Plan. It offers coverage options that help protect what you care about most at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices may vary by state. Options selected by customer, availability, and eligibility may vary. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. So another wild card team. Well, a team that's battling for a wild card position. I'm going to give you their next five opponents, their final five opponents of the season. Okay? At the Ravens. Then at home versus the Ravens. At home versus the Raiders. At the Packers. At the Steelers, Bengals at home. Say that again. That's the Browns. It's the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> That's the I didn't know that. Right. The, the, Cle- the, the Cleveland Browns is six and five. Baker Mayfield is telling the fans that he could not care less about them booing him, uh, which I don't know what you say in that situation because it's a no-win situation. If you tell the fans "f you," then you're in trouble. If you comment on it and say you couldn't care less, that you might be in trouble. It's um, it's looking like it wasn't all Odell's fault. And also, I have this question for you, not just a wild card question, but how long does it take for you to be sure what a quarterback is? Because I think there's still way too much hemming and hawing about what Baker Mayfield is. Maybe Baker Mayfield is just an above average quarterback. Who who you taking, Baker Mayfield or Daniel Jones? Let's stop playing. Come <laughs> on. Uh, that's not even – it's obviously you taking Baker in that, but – but like, 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 when do you like? You can convince yourself or try to talk yourself into something, but we got enough tape now. The Browns they do a really good job when they force Baker to manage. Like sometimes I feel like Baker wants to do too much sometimes, and when when they when they force them not to be able to run the ball like they want to, and and they're hurt. They're hurt like everybody else is hurt. Right. But when they force Baker to hey hey Baker, we need you to step up. He don't. Like, he don't step up to the moment. And the defense that's supposed to be this dominant defense has not been helping either. So I think it's a combination of both of those. Baker needs to understand, hey, let me just check it down and make small plays and and just not – this is the Patriot way. Don't beat ourselves. Don't beat ourselves. Allow the other teams to beat themselves. And Baker does that. You know what I'm saying? I think if the Browns do that, they can win. But as long as the Browns don't do that and Baker try to force stuff – they're gonna lose. We was talking all that all that foolishness, James, about Odell Beckham Jr. about how look how many targets he's got, look how many yards he's got. Take a look at how many yards the rest of the wide receivers have. Like this, this like he throws to the running backs and the tight ends in year four. In year four, <laughs> the only thing that frustrates me about Baker 
is he just needs to be more consistent. And this is different than like the Daniel Jones or, you know, categories like that because we've seen games with Baker where we say, ooh, we, there it is. Like, that's a throw. Like, Baker has games to where we like, oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Baker has five touchdown games, four touchdown games, where he's throwing the ball in spots to where only his receivers can get it. it. Is Baker Mayfield much better when he has a run game back there and he could play action pass? Absolutely. When Baker has to spread it out and no backs in the back and he got to go out there and he got to be Pat Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers, that's not his game. You know what I'm saying? But we've seen make Baker make special throws in this league. I've seen it with my own two eyes of him put the ball in places to where only his guys could go get the football. I just think it's a consistency type thing. You can't throw for five touchdowns and then come back and throw four picks. So that means you're average then, right? If that if that's happening consistently, like, like you having them up and down games, that means you're an above average quarterback who can pull a couple throws out you, you know what, every once in a while, right? No, because I think I think he's still a quarterback that could go out there and win games for you. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't I don't put him in that average quarterback. Like to me, when we talk average quarterbacks, we talk you know obviously the Daniel Joneses, the the Tyrod the Tyrod Taylors, the Andy Daltons, and all that type stuff. You know what I mean? I I don't think Baker's in that category. Baker's a better quarterback with them. I just think he's like I said, Baker's specialty is play action pass. When you take Nick Chubb out of there and you take Kareem Hunt out of there. That's that's going to limit the success of Baker Mayfield. So, do I put him up there with the Patrick Mahomeses and the Aaron Rodgers? No. You know what I'm saying? But he's he's a middle of the pack quarterback that that could that could get this team to where they're trying to go if they got what they need. And Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb being hurt, Kareem Hunt being hurt really help really hurts them. James, I got a question for you. All right, now division. Who are you taking? Am I the GM or am I a receiver? No, you're trying to win games. But you're, you're trying, trying to, to win, win games. games either way, though, right? No, it's all, no, not as a receiver. You're trying to win games. You're trying to win games. Okay, yeah. You're a GM. Yeah, I'm taking – I'm taking – so in the in y'all division, I'm taking JoJo. I'm taking Lamar. Mm-hmm. I'm taking Baker. I'm taking Ben. This man is disrespectful. <laughs> ben, ben Roethlisberger, the worst quarterback in the division. You're talking about wins, though. He's still winning. Yeah, but he got a, he got a good coach and a good team, too, though. You know what I'm saying? His t- who who team better? On paper, but they hurt though. That's what I'm saying. No, so but the Steelers hurt. Yeah, the Steelers the Steelers hurt really hurt this week. They've been hurt all year. Nah, they hurt this week. I mean, they they missed T.J. Watt maybe a game or so, but like really being hurt, like y'all missing three key defensive players and all that. That that was this week. But the Browns been beat up, bro. Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb been beat up the whole season. Ben Ben has Ben has been playing better, but I'm I'm, I'm taking them them three them Ben. <laughs> hey man, I love it. I love this portion of the pod where we get to you know talking about the Steelers and Ryan is like I'm not having it. Uh, Thanksgiving Day coming up, fellas, and we we all know for the holidays we get a chance like th- this holiday we get a chance to be around more people. You get a chance to obviously be safe and uh, you know enjoy the time with your family and friends. And get a chance to watch football all day long. That's what Thanksgiving has been for me since I was a child. You guys have actually played in the league. Any Thanksgiving Day stories? Any stories about any games or just, you know, fun festivities that go on in the Jones or Shazier's household? The thing that's cool for me is, like, and James can attest to this, the whole time I was in the NFL, I didn't really get the opportunity to, you know, get a whole lot of time with my family. We, we got to eat, or even in college, I didn't get a whole lot of time with my family. We got to eat with them, but you still working. So, you know, not being in the NFL is kind of dope because like my mom fly up here now, my family fly up here and they actually cook for Thanksgiving and I actually get to spend a lot of time with my family. Um, I think I played two, two, two or three games on Thanksgiving. I think I played the Ravens one year and then we played the Colts one year and I think we won one, lost one. Uh, but it, it, it's, it's pretty dope playing on Thanksgiving, you know, because everybody watching you, you it's a big-time game. You know, it's, it's Thanksgiving. You got the whole world watching. It's, those are some of the most watched games other than mm-hmm. playoffs. So it's, it's pretty it's pretty cool to be in those type of games. It's a pretty cool experience. But to me, it's, it, I love Thanksgiving because it's just time when your family just gets together and just actually get to – Relax, you know. Every check other in. Holiday, yeah, yeah, every other holiday is like you giving gifts and and all this type of stuff. To me, Thanksgiving is more just like, hey, just spending time with your family. Like, hey, you want to watch a movie? You want right. to you want to watch a game? 
you know what I'm saying? Like everybody got like a food hangover and all that. So it's kinda, <laughs> I kind of, I, I kind of I like that. Man, for me, I mean, and absolutely, man, family. I, I done played a bunch on Thanksgiving, man. And you know, I think the best, the best time, the best times that I've had on Thanksgiving is when the game was at home. Cause you play on Thanksgiving, your family get to come watch you play. And then you go home and you be able to celebrate with your family. It sucks on the road going on the road and you got to play on the road and then fly back. You know, by the time you get back, it's 10 o'clock at night, kids sleep, everybody, everybody sleep. Yeah, you know what I mean? Everything gone, everybody pooped out. They done played spades and dominoes and all that. You <laughs> ready to turn up when you get back home. They like, shoot, we done, we stuck. So, I mean, it sucks. It sucks when you're on the road. But to be honest with you, the experience I got, I, I, play, I played well on Thanksgiving, had some good th- games on Thanksgiving. But to be honest with you, like, my the memory I got from Thanksgiving is like that's when I that's when the very first time that I realized that I, my first Thanksgiving game is the very first time that I realized I was an entertainer. You know what I'm saying? Like that was the very that was the very first time yeah, that I realized as football players we are entertainers. Because I'm oh. walking in the grocery store, you seeing all this NFL stuff, you seeing families get food, you hear them walking around talking like, yeah, man, I can't wait to watch Ryan Shazier play this Pittsburgh defense. So, but it's like, hey, man, these people are gathering as families and they finna watch us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm, yeah, I'm looking at my yeah. wife and then I'm like, I'm an entertainer around this <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I say, and, and that's crazy to me. You know, coming from where I'm come from, man. You know what I mean? I'm like, that's crazy to me. Yeah, like, man. I'm really an entertainer. Like, you know, people sit down. They get their tickets. They sit down and they see that at the concert to watch you put on the show. But this is just people people For that real? come to the stadium. Yeah, but people even at home is like, man, they got their NFL cups. They Steelers plates. They got their Packers plates. They like, man, it's showtime. We coming to watch Ryan James. Like, I'm like, dang, I'm really an entertainer and just yeah. walk in the grocery stores and stuff, I'm like, this is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but Thanksgiving is when I really realized that, man. Like, and I'm really these people really gathering to watch us play and entertain them. You know. So. Yep. Yep. That's how Bears <laughs> fans feel about Andy Dalton on Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, thanks. Thanksgiving is a great time. Um, you know, we should be thankful every day, especially in these days and times when we see what's going on, not only in the news, but uh, just as people, you know, dealing with this virus. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm incredibly thankful and uh, not to be sappy here, but I'm incredibly thankful for the opportunity that the ringer provided a, f- a few months back and got a, getting a chance to uh, build with you gentlemen and Arjuna and Isaiah and Chris. And you had Kevin Clark on today and Tune Day like this, uh, this has been a real, real fun vibe these last couple of months. So I'm thankful to get a chance to talk football with you guys every single Tuesday. Thanks to all the people who get a chance to listen to it and share it and review it and download it and all that good stuff. But, yeah, man, everybody out there, be as safe as you possibly can and uh, enjoy your time, right? And, and if you if you get overserved at the crib or at the bar, throw the keys to somebody else, get yourself in an Uber or a Lyft. We don't need none of that. We need all y'all coming back to us uh, next Tuesday. Uh, but yeah, yeah, Thanksgiving is coming up. We got a lot of football to watch. We got a lot of. I, I, I hope this week will separate more of the pretenders from the actual teams that we should care about. Because man, it's, ain't nobody separating until that Super Bowl, man. <laughs> well, damn it, James. And then, then I must keep saying the same thing I say every week. This league need to get its act together. Because you got the Cowboys. Chris Jones had a party in the Cowboys' backfield, and I was just off thinking that the Cowboys might be the best team in the NFC. Hey, y'all, telling me about the. Eagles and the, the 49ers. Somebody had a nerve to hit me about the 49ers. They, they might be good down the stretch. I'm like, wait a minute. They don't even want their damn quarterback. How they going to be good down know. the stretch? Tom so. Brady and them went to the Super Bowl 16-0, and man. 18-0, and man. And came out of that Super Bowl with an L. We don't never know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know. that's the, that's the intrigue, you know. right? That's why people tune in to hear us be wrong every single week. Uh, we we want to thank y'all once again. Next up on the Ringer NFL Show is a special Thanksgiving week preview roundtable on Wednesday with Brent Solak, Kalen Jones, Stephen Ruiz, and Nora Princiotti. We'll be back next Tuesday. Also, you can check out the full go with me, Jason Goff, every Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday night on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. And, Ryan, you got a book dropping, so let the people know where they can get that book when it's coming out yeah it come out next week next tuesday uh november 30th and you can pre-order it on amazon It's the walking miracle 
Uh, that's the name of the book. Well, it's called Walking Miracle. That's the name of the book. But mm-hmm. if you want to get it online, it's also the Walking Miracle Book. Uh, dot com. So uh, everybody, make sure y'all pre-order the book. I appreciate y'all. I've already done that because I I know Ryan ain't gonna send me no free copy. So I've already I've already done that. No, no. Ryan already said he hooking us up, man. We holding him to it. Yeah, he hooking <laughs> he hooking y'all up. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. Go on Amazon and get that thing, Walking Miracle. Uh, we want to give our shout-outs to, like I said, Chris Sutton on this episode with production supervision by Arjuna Ramgopal. Arjuna, we think about you, my man. We love you, brother. Hopefully you get better soon, and uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll take care of family business the next time we see you, brother. So for AR and Chris Sutton and TD and James Jones and Ryan Shazier and Kevin Clark, our special guest, I'm Jason Goff, thanking you for listening to the Tuesday Ringer NFL Show. Show. Have a good time, y'all. Be safe out there. Enjoy your food and take care of each other. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like. Can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. This episode is brought to you by UGG. Y'all know UGG is a brand that athletes wear all the time in the tunnel and on travel days. Well, I bet you think UGG season is only during the colder months of the year. Au contraire, you're wrong. You need to check out the latest spring drop from UGG. They have everything from sandals to clogs. I like the sandals. UGG has you covered for your next spring adventure. Shop the Golden Collection at UGG.com.